Here on RNIB Connect Radio, we're always interested in looking at new advances when it comes to identifying or repairing sight loss. Now, a lot of research can be years in the making. Indeed, clinical trials can be uh, years in the future as well. But it's always good to look at the work that's being done around the globe. Now, today, we're heading to the Salk Institute in San Diego. Uh, Jun Wu is there to speak with us. Jun, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Alan. Tell us a little bit about the, the Salk Institute and the kind of work that you're involved in. The Salk Institute is a non-profit institute situated at uh, San Diego, and it's uh, relatively small. We have about 50 to 60 labs in total, and people working in the areas of stem cells, gene editing, and plants, and sequencing, uh, neurobiology, etc. I'm a staff scientist at the Salk Institute. I work in the lab of Juan Carlos Ispusua Belmonte, and we are mainly focused on using gene editing technologies to apply uh, to uh, try to develop therapeutic strategies for the patient as well as we are working on several different types of stem cell projects. Now when you say uh, gene editing then is that actually altering say the gene in someone's eye being able to change certain components of that gene? Yes, that's one of the applications of the newly developed technology. We call it the HIDI. It represents for homology independent targeting insertion. Uh, it's just one of the applications that uh, we deliver this gene editing components directly to the eye. In this case, the eye of a rat, which has the same mutations that you will find in some of the patients. And we will be able to repair it and uh, introducing a functional copy of that gene to restore a part of the lesion. Was there a particular sight loss condition that the rat had before you started the gene editing? Yes, there is a gene mutation. There is a deletion in the gene called MERTK. And by missing a piece of this DNA, it makes the cells in the rat eye not able to grow and not able to proliferate, we call it. And so therefore, it becomes degenerated after a few weeks and makes the rat not able to see. So what we did was we introduced this missing piece of DNA directly in the eye of the rat so that it can slow down the progression of the disease and restore some visual functions after several weeks after delivery of gene editing components. So you have to locate the gene and work out what the problem is, and then you can change and alter that particular component? Exactly. So before our technology, uh, it is impossible to insert a particular DNA sequence in the cells that don't divide, such as the cells in the eye, cells in the brain, cells in the heart and kidney. So our technology allows for the first time to specifically insert a gene or a part of the gene in any genome location that we want them to insert it to. So that's very exciting because people worry about off-targeting effect. For example, you insert the gene, you try to insert the gene at one location, but it ended up in a different location. But in our technology, it's very precise. We use the newly developed CRISPR-Cas9 system, which basically can act as a GPS. They can find exactly where the mutation is and to replace the mutation with a functional one. If we were to look at that replacement then, Jim, how did that work? How do you put that repaired component or new component back and monitor its progress? So we have a different ways to confirm it is working. So one of the ways we can take the DNA out, we can get the sequence information to see whether this deletion has been filled with the functional copy 
of the DNA fragments. Or we can do tests to test the vision of the rat because the rat, without gene editing, it will become totally blind. So they will not respond to light at all. With our approach, after gene delivery, we will be able to see the restoration to some extent uh, in the rat vision. We perform a standard test. The rat can respond light uh, in the different tests that we perform. It's a fantastic step forward in you know, identifying a mutation and, and altering it, you know, in theory giving the, the rat back a, a kind of vision once again. But presumably, though, there's a lot more work to be done on this. Exactly. This is the first step towards fully restored vision in the, in the blind model of the rat and hopefully later on can be applied to human. But there are several limitations right now we need to overcome. One of them is the efficiency. There's still room that efficiency can be more optimized or enhanced so that we not only targeting a few percentage of the cells, but targeting more or majority of the cells in the eye. And the second is in the model we used, the rat, we inject the DNA repair component at three weeks old. At which time in this rat, the retina degeneration already occurred. So we only can slow down the progression of the disease. We couldn't fully restore the vision at this stage. We're thinking that maybe inject earlier before the extensive retinal degeneration occurs will help. So all these things will require further refinement, further optimization in the near future so that we can see more improvement in vision and hopefully can be one day be applied into humans. John, it's uh, fantastic news and as you say, a lot of work still to come but, but very positive results so far. If people would like to find out more information about this, is there a way to do that? Yes, they can contact me by my email. It's junwu at sop.edu and that will be the best way to find it. John, congratulations on the work so far and, and best of luck for the ongoing work and thank you for telling us all about it on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much, Alan, for having me here. I'm glad to share our research with you.